he looks like a creepy old dead kind of like a ghost from the wall like he looks like he's 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 already dead uh but he's still alive strangely holding on bit by bit <laughs> hey Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide, Disco Citizens, the podcast where gorehounds and best friends Terry Gamble and Julia Marchesi break down a different horror movie each week, exploring a multitude of genres, subgenres, and sub-subgenres, classic and cult, international and underground flicks alike, determining which films are the goriest, and offering up horror movie survival guide tips to, to help, help you stay alive. Well, Disco Citizens, I hope you are ready for a episode of Wonders today with my delightful best friend, Terry Gamble. Oh my God, I'm so ready, Julia. We are going to a country that we have not gone to yet in our horror journey. I know. New country. But also one of my dear friends is from Morocco, my friend Sonia, shout out. Um, and so I'm excited to explore some Moroccan horror today. Yeah. So this is 2018's Achora. The title of this episode is I Die, It Dies. This was written by Sawad Lahul, David Villeman, and Talal Selhami, who also directed the film. And yes, uh, I, I'm very excited to get a new country in. And Morocco is not one that I think of when I think of horror but I am so excited to go here. Um, I have actually been to Morocco and I will tell you that it is uh, in my top five places I've ever been in my life. It what do you love be, about it? What do you love, I love about it so much? It's so beautiful and exotic and uh, just very just very interesting country. The food is amazing and the people are really lovely. Uh, it's just stunning. And uh, we were only in the top bit, so I didn't get down to Marrakesh or Casablanca, but I went to Tangier and Fez and Rabat, and I have such fond memories uh, of that place, and I would love to go back. So when people ask me about where they should travel, I always say Morocco. So Let's I will go. say it to you, listeners. Go to Morocco. Uh, so the, this opens with a card telling us about Ashura, which is a religious celebration in Morocco where children splash water on each other and gather around a bonfire. It is also called Child's Night. So yeah. that sounds fun. Yeah, well, and they gather around and they also have like masks and stuff. And like, I feel like they do like something like that. I feel like it's kind of like, I don't know, in England, I feel like they have something kind of like that too. We don't have a child's night though. I feel like, mm -mm. I guess Halloween is kind of our thing though, right? That's like kind of our, sure. our version of that where we put on masks and sometimes historically would be around a bonfire, like very like meet me in St. Louis with the little kids getting all, you know, wild and like, you know, mm -hmm. doing little tricks and stuff. And so you see these two little kids around this fire, bonfire, and they lock eyes and you're like, ooh. These little kids have a crush on each other. They're adorable. Um, and a boy and girl need to make eyes. But this girl is standing next to this old man. And uh, she looks like a, she doesn't want to be around him. So the little boy and little girl are like, hey, let's meet someplace else. They run out of the circle and run down by a cornfield. And we find out she's a child bride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was her grandfather, and it's actually her husband, uh, which they make quite clear quite early that he is abusive to her. So they want he wants to run away. They want to run away together. But where they go doesn't matter as long as they're not with him. So he ends up uh, following them. And so to hide, they go to a house on the other side of the cornfield, which is uh, th this movie, um, there's a lot of things, and I'm sure I'll mention them every time, uh, that remind me of it, uh, a lot of this. 
and a hundred percent. I was like, oh, this is very it. Like the mm-hmm. the old creepy house. There's an old man. Like it's like the house. You know, as the kids go by, you're like, that's clearly the creepy house, right? Kids, yeah. like, don't go in this house. But they got to go in this house. That's what they're gonna go run in and hide. Um, in this house and the old man follows them with a belt and they're hiding in a closet and breathing very loud and I'm worried for them. So eventually the little boy can't take it anymore and in his rage runs out to try to tackle grandpa, which does not work. Uh, and he starts beating and choking him. Uh, and then the little girl hits the husband over the head with a blunt object. And then they see, oh, but there's also a monster on the ceiling that sucks her away. And then we flash forward to nowadays. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Terrifying. And that monster thing, super creeps. But also Um, interesting mm -hmm. that they switch from Arabic to French here. Well, that's Morocco. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Of course. But like in the beginning of the movie, like, oh, this movie is going to be in Arabic. And then then like, oh, no, no, this movie is going to be in French. So that lets you know, like modern day and that lets you know, like different time, time continuums too. So we we wake up uh, with like in the morning with this mom who's late for work. And you can tell like she's like the little preppy child who's adorable. He's like, ready. I'm ready for school with my tie and my uniform on. And, you know, he's the kid who's done all his homework like the day before and like was, you know, very like ahead of the game, I'm sure. Um, and the mom is like, oh, why don't you wake me up in time? And you, you know, got to do your, your homework the day before. Can I just say that waiting to the last minute is just stressful? Depends on your personality type. I love you, Julia, so much. Um, and so, um, you know, and but he's that kid. He probably had it done like a week before. You know what I mean? Though, like so. Um, there's, we also cut to this man who sits, seems to be watching these videos like on a loop, um, of like people like that seem captive or they're giving some sort of testimony, like these victim testimonies. Um, and his, you know, he's been sitting there watching. Apparently we find out from another detective that comes into this room that who's like the most detected detective, like stereotypical detective, like in a tweed, you know, jacket with like his little hat, like very Columbo kind of like vibes, you know, like this old, older man. He's like, man, you've been watching this stuff for 24 hours. Like give yourself a, a break. And it, and the, the guy's like, no, the devil's in the details. I got to keep watching. I'm trying to find the truth in what's happening here. Because we so. have a, an entire slew of children that have gone missing and they were trying to find out what the link is. So all the videos he's watching of these little kids talking about the man with the black eyes. He had these big black eyes. So he's trying to crack the case. Uh, and then we meet uh, a little boy who is playing uh, playing some soccer he in some ruins. But, you know, and his ball, you know, as it does, goes over the wrong type of fence and he's, you know, goes over to go try to find it. And he ends up by a very strange old building and hears some sounds. And there is a man with bits, a bit in his mouth, uh, looking like an animal, um, just drooling. It's disgusting. Yeah. But the little kid doesn't seem too put out by it. Like, he seems a little freaked out, but he's like, hey. Are you, do you live here? Do you need help? Are you okay? Like, yeah. And, 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 you know, comes out to try to touch him and the guy freaks and he really seems like a dog. Like he has like very animal-like behavior. And then we see that he also uh, has some thing growing inside of him. Yeah. His stomach moves like it's got alien in it. So it's like fully like rumble, rumble, rumble moves around like alien has inhabited this man's body. Uh, we realize that, oh, there's probably a ghost in there or that or that spirit or this evil monster thing. Um, 
And uh, an old man had had, you know, we'd seen a moment before had been, you know, caretaking for this guy. Um, uh, caretaking so, in very loose quotes. Very. Yeah. Uh, caretaking by like just, you know, giving him like a straw of food from a tin can, you know, just disgusting. Um, so this kid uh, decides to, you know, oh, let let this the bit go, you know. And because yeah, uh, he can't even he doesn't even can't even take it out to eat. Yeah. Like it's never out. It's always in there. So it's, yeah. it's, and he also tells him you'll never leave this place. So uh, we now we we go to uh, Stefan's opening, uh, this of his art opening, and yeah. he was so so cute. He had his little like purple ruffled tuxedo shirt and like bow tie was all crooked, but his paintings are fucked up. And so so Nadia, who is our our lead lady, uh, played by Sofia Manusha, and she is, was the mom of the kid from the beginning, so she's the late mom. Yeah. Yes. Uh, not late isn't dead. Late isn't actually uh, just, just late. always running late. Um, so she, yeah. So they're at this art show and um, the paintings are truly disturbing. Um, but St- Stefan is talking about the art, you know, and he's like, well, I've had these recurring dreams when I was a child and, you know, um, memories of this monster. And now I basically want to harness them. Uh, monsters are a reflection of our society. So I think now we have to like face that. Um, and so he's like, I want to share my nightmare to, you know, confront it. And so he's like, will you all help me confront this? And all of a sudden, everyone in the audience, except Nadia, puts on these creepy ass masks. And all of a sudden, Nadia's like, oh, this feels like a like intervention of sorts where he wants her to remember something from their past and their childhood of this monster. And then we get a flashback from 20 years ago where it looks like the Shire on the countryside. Mm-hmm. It's all green and beautiful. I was like, oh, now we really are Lord of the Rings. I know, Julia, I said a few weeks ago, <laughs> Lord of the Flies and Lord of the Rings. But I was like, I think it's because this has been on my mind thinking about these Lord of, Lord of the Rings of the Shire here. Um, and it's this beautiful place. And the kids are like in this idyllic countryside playing. And we see this boy, Ali, who's one of their friends um, as he disappears. Uh, and so Ali has a uh, his looking on with jealousy as Stefan and Nadia are playing around, and he has a necklace that is inscribed declaring his love for her. But he sees that they, it's not to be, and so he chucks it into the cornfield. Uh, so they talk about the French house, which is the name of the of the scary house, and how they should go they should go and check it out and see what's in the French house. I'm like, don't don't go in the French house. Yeah, and there's like a demon who eats kids who lives there. And like, you know, there's a whole story that Nadia has been told um, that, uh, you know, sounds like one of those like, you know, urban legend kind of things that you have, right? Um, Where you tell, you know, tell a scary story. So she tells the other boy, she's like, ah, this is what happened here. And and they're like, "Uh, is that really true? And she's like, nah, just I try to scare you guys. Ha ha ha. But honestly, everything she told them was actually the actual truth. Yeah. Uh, when we flash forward, we meet our 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 dog, our dog man again. Who uh, we'll just call him Samir because his name is Samir, and we'll find out if that's important later. Very very but, shortly, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so he, the little boy, comes back and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to take this off of you." So he takes the headgear off, which, by the way, very easy to take off because yeah, the little kid does it in like split seconds. So it's yeah. not something where it's even really shackled on. Like it seems like he could take it off if he wants to, and he doesn't want to but as soon as it's out of his mouth uh we have this horrible screaming thing coming out of his mouth yeah the stomach moves the stomach moves and and samir's like go away go away and the demon exits from his body and all of a sudden uh we don't see the kid anymore he's now Um, missing he's missing and so there's a search for him um and so the detectives stumble upon this 
terrible lair. It is disgusting. It is like it's filthy where Samir has been living. Um, and they're like, oh, it smells like piss and terribleness. And it's just like, you know, someone has never left this room kind of a thing. Um, the detectives find the find the ball, um, Hakeem's ball. And they also find the restraints and that an old man who lived here. And they find, you know, um, this interesting like pentagram kind of style drawing underneath the mattress that Samir had been staying on. Um, and then, of course, we get a news bulletin, which tells us, watch out, kids. Uh, you know, children right now, you need to be careful, especially during Ashura's night. There is a bunch of kids have gone missing. So as in any horror movie, listen to the news, kids, because that's sure. giving you all the all the all the things you need to know. So we also have to get a little bit more body count going on in here. So we meet random family who a little boy has monster in his closet and is very afraid. But of course, dad goes like, oh, look, there's no monster. You're totally fine. Uh, but then, then the mom the, tells him like has a little puppet like she like plays with him like while she puts him to bed like no monsters here baby but of course the door rings and then yeah they hear someone mom and dad hear someone banging at the door which is just a distraction while the demon actually steals their son right out from under their nose even though the kid crawls under the bed and he gets dragged out from under the bed um, and, and Samir is there who tries to save the little boy we think uh, but gets knocked out by dad so we're not really sure so he gets put in custody and to the jail, but um, they're trying to figure out who he is because he has no identification, no, you know, discerning markings. He's not in the system. He's essentially a ghost in the systems. And so they're like, who are you? And then Ali, though, finds out that it is <gasps> dun, 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 his friend from childhood who had gotten abducted by this monster when they were children. It is Samir. And they have a very strange reunion where they're like the realization um you know, because, uh, yeah, they figure it out. Uh, so. We also find out that the old man who we had, who had been keeping Samir all this time, his name is Bukatat. And we get a flashback now to Samir walking through the fields. And we find Bashira, who is the girl that we had seen in the very beginning of the movie with the old man husband. Uh, we find out that Ali is Samir's brother and that he is uh, led. He leads the, uh, the Bashira leads uh, Samir back to the cornfield, to the French house, and that's where things go horribly awry. wrong. But now Stefan has told him, like, we made a pact to go back and do this thing. So this is where I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, we, we made a pact kids. never to forget. Like, it's been 20 years later. Like, it's right. that whole thing of, like, we were kids when it happened. It was a scary house. It was a monster. We had to confront it. And we locked it up then. Now we have to lock it up again because it's back out. Exactly right. Totally. I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is very it. Um, mm -hmm. um, and Nadia clearly and Steph still clearly have some chemistry, even though she ended up with Ali. So there's like a whole like kind of thing there too. Um, but he, um, shows Steph, shows her a painting of the face, like, cause all the other paintings didn't have the face. This one is like the full monster face. And she's like, oh shoot. I do remember now. Yeah. Oh my God. And she had fully repressed it, but she is like, it comes flashing back to her. Um, isn't that weird how brains can do that? Well, we do it for self-preservation, 100%. I mean, like, our brains are, are magical beings and places where it's like, and if people are like, do you remember this? And I was like, no, I've literally repressed, like, there's certain things I'm just like, my brain was like, you don't need to hold on to that anymore. That's not benefiting you. Let it go. So um, Nadia is actually a school teacher, we find out, and she's, like, working at this school. Um, and there's a haunting maybe at the school and maybe the monster is going to come there. But there's, of course, a little girl who's like, oh, I'm waiting for my parents to come pick me up. Can you like, I, oh, but wait, I have to go to the restroom first. Can you walk me down there? I don't want to go by myself. But why doesn't she go in the 
I guess she doesn't go in there with her. She's like, I'll be right outside. You'll be fine. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I oh. don't know. I, I don't. I can't also really tell what the monster's game plan is. Is he following Nadia or is he just kind of taking people as they come? Like any kid, whatever. I think he just is hungry for kids, right? That's part, like of this, part of this. He's like snatching out of their house. Yeah. So they're, um, you know, the, the restroom's creepy as I'll get out to at this school. It's got like flickering lights in there and stuff. And you're just like, uh-oh, like can't be good. Um, and then there's like an incantation on the wall in the in the stall that she's reading. I was like, don't read it. Oh, Not God, you're reading it out. Not out loud, at least. But she, the little kid's reading this thing. It sounds like an incantation like that summons this monster. And uh, the monster's in the restroom now. And so we don't know this old man, uh, Bugatat, is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? We're not really sure. But he ends up hitting the fire alarm. And that's when we find out that the monster doesn't like water. So it flees. Uh, we do get a bit of monster cam. I would just like to point out because I always like monster cam. And so the monster takes it. the little girl and flies away. But uh, the man who, who has a whistle that we had seen at the very beginning of the movie that they had given to Bashira when they were little. And now that is the the weapon that he can use for some reason against this demon. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, do-do-do, summoning the monster summon, monster summoner, monster summoner, kind of uses his hand, you know, with it. So Ali gets to see this too. And so now they kind of know how this thing works a little bit. And also water seems to affect the monster too. So there's like, you know, we're learning some of the rules, right, of like how to like interact with it. Um, and uh, Ali gives... Nadia the necklace after all these years did we talk about that this mm -hmm. necklace so um yeah she, she now knows and they were meant to be and now they were even though they had their troubles maybe they can be together after all so we get a flashback again to them as kids where Bashira leaves them upstairs and they find Bashira's husband all tied up and bitten bitted and something is inside of him as well and he's got black eyes um and a bunch of they take the bit out a bunch of flies come out of his mouth but can we just talk don't don't rush over this because this is gorgeous and also disgusting and terrifying okay. it reminds me of like annihilation like where like he looks like he's like part of the wall now it's not like he's just chilling upstairs like it's like it looks like he has been rotting onto the wall do you know mm -hmm. what i mean though like he's like one with the wall he's like his face is like ashen at this point he looks like a creepy old dead kind of like a ghost from the wall like he looks like he's 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 already dead uh but he's still alive strangely holding on bit by bit <laughs> hey and yes so they un unleash the bit and then yeah a bunch of bugs fly out and a full monster eventually uh, merges out of there. But it looks like it's birthed. Like the monster looks like it's not healthy. It looks like it's like, you know, it needs like, I need more. I need more victims to be my full strength again. You're getting that vibe from him right now. So, so he, they just been this kind of incu incubator for this baby monster to be born. Uh, and it grows very, very quickly to full size. And now they have this giant monster uh, and it tries to eat Stefan. But Samir, it throws a water balloon at it, which they had been fucking around with for their holiday. And so that is the only distraction they need. Water and whistles. So this is like what we got, like, you know, kind of like flashback and forth between. And little Steph peed himself and everything, too. Like, he was so scared. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we flash back from that flat back to Steph's place. And we're like, he's like, basically like, oh, this guy did the research. Like, this is like when we get like the like, okay, we've I've done the research. This is what he does. Um, this guy was basically a djinn, like, you know, and um, the old man was meant is there to protect them. Um, you know, and so, but while they're doing all this discussion, while the adults are discussing, 
um, their child, Yusuf, is alone in another room. Quit leaving the kids alone in another room is what I got to say during this right now. Um, So uh, what's going to happen next? Uh, Samir decides, hey, I will swallow it again. I will I will just eat it. And um, and they're like, no, 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 you can't. But he's pretty broken. He literally has spent his whole life with a bit in it. He can't, you know, talk really. He's he's an animal person. And he tells them title of episode. I die. It dies. And he decides that he's going to swallow it. And then he's going to throw himself out the window. Which he does, but sad for Samir, that does not kill the monster. Uh, so now it was all for naught. Yusef is taken anyway, and now they have to get back to the French house. But it follows them when they drive away and they get into a car accident. And then I was like, is this a dream or is it not? Um, and they go to the French house and it's like there's like incantations going on. And Steph drives them, ends up driving in the house, and they go to end this. They end up in a room upstairs full of all the kids skulls and they're like oh this is not where you go to find kids he ate them all yeah this is uh they're like what are we walking on uh skulls so uh madia monster finds nadia and a slimy woman crawls out of it and she's like disgusting sea hag type yeah and she's like bashira is that you now grown up and you're a creepy monster lady now Mm -hmm. it's like yeah okay Probably. So uh, Ali ends up blowing the whistle. Uh, the thing eats Stefan, poor Stefan. Uh, and and so now Ali, Nadia, and Yusuf are able to get away. But now poor Yosef has the bit in his mouth because the demon is inside of him. And that's the only way you can keep it tame. Yeah, you can't end it. You just have to like have it find another host, basically. Um, and unfortunately, the child was already twanged after seeing everything. So they're like, well, he's probably the one. Because he has a similar vibe to how Samir looked when he was little, too, you know, where it was like, oh, he's got to be the one because he's the one who was the most frightened by it there. And that's what the monster probably craves, right? That's a pretty grim ending, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like after this whole, you know, journey to try to like get away from it, they can't really get away from it. And they drive off kind of not into the sunset, but like, yeah, it kind of feels that way. You're just like, oh, you guys have to just go someplace like not the French house and just like hide your son and that's the rest of your life yep yeah i i gotta uh hand it out though to a movie that at the end of like no you can't kill it guys never gonna go away that was futile okay good i like it so would you like to do some gore factor for us absolutely um one not enough blood to fill a dixie cup two a puddle of blood three enough blood to gross out the average viewer four a bathtub of blood five is run for the barf bag um you know you guys this one wasn't super bloody. It was mostly like gooky, goopy, goopy, like black goop um, and like weird, like, you know, crusty things. So really 2.5 as far as gore, there's not a lot of blood. It's just a lot of like weird, drippy black goo that is not actually blood. So movie ratings, zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate, two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastical. I gave this movie a three, seen worse, seen better. I feel like there was a lot of cool stuff in it. I feel like I would have got like to have had a little bit more explanation behind the monster itself. Um, but I thought it was it was really neat to see this movie set in Morocco and kind of have a different, completely different vibe to any other international film I've seen. 
Absolutely. Um, I give it a four, not too shabby. It was giving me like, you know, those vibes of like uh, very vibey of uh, like we talked about of it, you know, with the kids, you know, and 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 trying to get a vendetta, you know, from the from their youth, um, but trying to remember and just like also not sure what's real and what's not real and, you know, what's going to happen. Um, it was just a cool it was beautifully shot um, and they did a good job. So um, how do you survive used... it? God, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go on. Um, Could have used what? Uh, I don't remember now. Could have used okay. more, more. How do you survive? This more movie? cohesiveness, I guess. Um, uh, how do you survive? God, uh, don't go in the scary house. Seems yeah. like the best, the best plan. I think that's it. Like you just don't go in the French house. But then you have kids like the kid who gets stuck in the bed, gets sucked up through the bed, or the kid in the bathroom. Like those kids didn't do anything wrong. Like they sure didn't. There's not really those, anything to do. Just you know what. On on kids' night, especially, like make sure your kids stay in the bed with you and just like don't let them go anywhere. Like keep them close to you. I feel like whole... every time they left the kids in another room, it was like, oh well, kids alone. Sure, but I guess like it doesn't. I guess it doesn't really come up in this. Well, a little bit, but like I would feel like children's night would be like mischief night, right? Like that's the night you can sneak out and do weird things, and right. And so, if it would be hard to do. Um, but yeah, don't leave your kids alone, especially when you know that kids are getting killed. I mean, it's the same thing in it, right? Like they let them go out and play in the barrens all summer and you're like, but there's nobody watching. Okay. That's what we used to do though. I mean, I remember I rode my bike up into like avocado fields and orange groves up my street, like as a kid and we would go all day. We just, you know, oh, yeah. see the street lights come on and we'd ride back and be like, okay. Oh, yeah, for so. sure. And mm -hmm. I was doing that in the summer in Las Vegas where it's like 112 degrees outside and I never had a problem. I don't remember ever feeling... Like I couldn't be outside. Very strange. But then you grow up and the weather is very intense. It's very strange. So thank you for listening to us talk about Ashura. We love our foreign horror movies. If you have any other international suggestions, we would love them. You can find us and tell us about them on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, and just talk to us about whatever you want. It yeah. or, you know, puking More. up monsters, whatever you want. Totally. Uh, you know, like all kinds of goodness. And we also have another international horror film for you next week. So uh, join us for that um, as we go to another country that we haven't gone to yet. So I'm excited for more new horror. Um, and so you can check us out there. You can also get some merch, Teespring, um, and join us and support us if you'd like. We're an independently produced show. Um, just me, Julia, and Sierra, our wonderful producer. Um, so you can get find us there at Patreon slash Horror Movies Survival Guide. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. And watch out for the monsters out there, kids. Don't go Be in safe. the French house. Don't go in that scary house. But I always want to go in the scary house. I know. It's so bad. Okay. Yeah, we die. Oh, well. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Ryan. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on patreon.com slash horror movie survival guide.